Hey there, dreamers, creators, fellow residents of the earth, and welcome to the very, very beginning. Day one, square one. This is the very first episode of Wishing You Wellness, a project that's been on my heart and on my mind since about August of 2020 or so. The reason I think it feels so overwhelmingly important to share my story is because I truly almost gave up on myself. Like, I remember sitting so, so far into rock bottom that I couldn't even see the light above me. I spent an entire year waiting and waiting for someone to come save me until I realized nobody was coming. Because, you see, people can't save you. They can guide you. They can love you. They can support you to the ends of the earth. But when it's all said and done, the only person we spend our entire life with And I'm talking like birth to death, the entire time you're alive. The only person we spend that entire time with will be ourselves. So with all that being said, I mean, shouldn't we want to be able to rely on ourselves a little bit? I mean, shouldn't we just want to know that we're capable of calming ourselves down when we need to? We're capable of motivating ourselves when we need to. We're capable of providing whatever needs we may have that may arise instead of just waiting for someone else to come and fill our cup. So to sum it up, I think that as important as support systems are, that's not usually what we're lacking. I mean, most people, a lot of people, have at least some sort of support system, big or small. They have somebody. But how many of us have a truly, and I mean really here guys, truly solid, healthy relationship with ourselves? Sit with that for a second. Think about that with you. Do you feel like at this moment in time, your relationship with yourself is just as healthy and just as full and just as important as your relationship with your partner or your parents, or your friends, or even your career. I like to ask myself this kind of periodically, just as a way to check in. Where am I sitting right now on my priority list? Because sometimes I catch myself, really. I mean, it's work, and then it's, you know, staying in shape, and it's making sure my partner is having a great day, and it's making sure my mom knows I love her, and making sure my friends are all checked on, and those things are amazing. But what about you? When you spend all of your time handing out love, sometimes it's easy to skip the person who matters the most, which is you. Because we all know that cliche, you can't pour from an empty cup, yeah, yeah. But it's true. Because, I mean, I've been there many times. You can kind of feel it. When you start to neglect yourself, when you start to not eat and you know, not get enough sleep and not take time out to do things you love, the burnout catches up with you fast. And that can be a really devastating feeling. I mean, burnout is the enemy of creativity, of passion, of light. So let's combat burnout by vowing to take better care of ourselves in 2022. Let's check in on ourselves the way that we check in on our friends and our family. All this said, 
let's go ahead and dive into today's topic and the five habits that I adopted when I hit rock bottom that helped completely change the direction and the course of my life. So the first kind of game-changing habit I want to dive into today is one that has really, really taken a lot of stress and anxiety out of my life, Um, and that's taking and dedicating two hours each day, two hours out of every 24, waking hours, not asleep, (laughs) that's cheating, but two hours with no screen time at all. That means television, that means checking emails on your laptop, that means your phone, social media scrolling, two hours without any of that. Obviously, it depends on your situation as it's not feasible for just anybody to turn their phone on airplane mode for two hours straight and fall off the face of the earth. Obviously, not everybody can do that, but it's just however you can. So maybe for you, that looks like getting up in the morning and dedicating 30 minutes, 30 minutes before touching your phone to doing anything else, to stretching, to getting ready, to reading, to stepping outside, but just to starting your day with something besides screen time, because I love social media. Listen, I am a big Instagram girl. I have loved Instagram since day one. I think it's an amazing way to share photos and videos. and It's great, but it's also been a little bit unhealthy for me at times, right? Like I have to take breaks from Instagram because as much as I love it, it can be an avenue I kind of walk down that kind of leads me to like a lot of comparison and kind of feelings of jealousy and just, I don't know, looking at other people and thinking, why do they have it figured out? And I don't. When the truth is like, none of us have it figured out, you know, Instagram's the highlight reel we show other people. And so I think that taking time away from social media, taking time away from technology in general is a really, really good thing to do for your mental health. I mean, you can read plenty of studies about screen time and the negative effects it has on the body and the mind, but also you can kind of feel it, if you know what I mean. Sometimes after I spend way too much time on social media, I just feel this like anxious, unsettling feeling like, oh, I feel like I'm behind, you know? Like I just saw six people getting married, four people getting a dog, somebody just moved to freaking Barbados for their CEO job, you know, it's hard to not fall into the comparison trap when Instagram's just a highlight reel and Facebook and Twitter. I mean, it's all, it's all kind of the same thing. But taking some time, whether it be 15 minutes or two hours, just taking some time to give yourself a break from all that chatter, all that chatter that goes on, all that noise, It's an amazing thing, and you will feel the benefits of it. The second habit I want to drive home with you is moving your body daily. And this means big movement, small movement, micro movement, whatever it may be. It doesn't matter. Just move your body daily. I found something that helped me a lot was kind of looking for different ways to move my body that were fun and appealing to me. 
I've never been someone who enjoys like lifting weights or CrossFit. I think they're great for other people, but not for me. And I spent like a whole year trying to force myself to get into weightlifting. And like, then I realized I can just move my body in other ways. And that's still giving me the movement for my physical health and for my mental health. So just as a small example, like for me, I enjoy roller skating. That's a fun way for me to move. I enjoy swimming. I enjoy just getting out of bed and doing a quick lazy stretch in the morning. I enjoy dancing around my room while I get ready. I just really, really encourage you to find the type of movement that feels like medicine to you. You know, because the right kind of movement, the kind of movement you enjoy, not that you're punishing yourself with, not the kind of movement you do because you felt guilty that you ate half a chocolate cake again. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about movement that feels good, that nourishes your body and your soul. Trust me when I say it is so much easier to introduce new habits into your life when you actually enjoy doing them, right? Because you look at a to-do list filled with things you don't enjoy and it's dread. But if you look at a list that's filled with things you enjoy doing and things that energize you and bring you fire and passion and or peace, or calm, those will be the habits that you stick with long-term that you actually commit to. Because when we enjoy doing something, it's a lot easier to do it. That's like common sense, right? When we dread something, when we see a to-do list filled with things we don't even want to do, what's the probability that that to-do list will get finished? not very good, right? Because we don't want to do things that sound unappealing to us. So moving your body daily, find the things that you like to do. Find the movement, like I said, that feels like medicine, that energizes you, that makes you feel ready for the day. This third habit is pretty generic, but also very, very important. Um, I started journaling daily And I've always been someone who journals, but I started journaling every single day. And not just writing, because for a while I would journal and I would just get in my notebook and just kind of write about what happened to me that day. And I didn't feel like I was getting much from it. Like some people may get something out of that, but I didn't feel like I was. So I started to journal with a bit more intention. I started looking up journal prompts for healing my inner child or for working on forgiveness or, you know, just for other little small things. I really made a point to start checking in on my thoughts, my emotions, my needs, just every time. Because when we're aware of our thoughts, when we're aware of our emotions and our needs, that's so much power right? So instead of just writing, dear journal, today is January 17th and I am, instead of doing that, I started, I do these little sections. So the first one is just like a space for me to free write whatever is on my mind. You know, we don't want to draw lines around you creatively, okay? (laughs) Didn't say that. And then 
The next space I would dedicate to a journal prompt. So like I said, a journal prompt specifically for something I'm working on, whether that be manifestation, working through anxiety, whatever it may be. Then I usually do a little section on intentions. I like to set a few intentions for the day. Then I do a section on manifestation. Then I do a section on gratitude because guys, it is so incredibly essential to count our blessings as we're manifesting because we have to acknowledge all of the wonders that we already have in our life before we can ask for more, right? So journaling and just journaling more intentionally, taking my phone away while I'm journaling, sitting in a silent room or going outside, finding a beautiful space to sit in the fresh air with mother nature. Doing that has been an essential, essential part of my healing journey. And it's helped me to get to know myself a lot better. Every time I journal, I feel like I learn something more about myself. I catch myself like, wow, Allison, I had no idea you felt that way about them. Or I had no idea you wanted that when you grew up. Really, girl? You go, girl. (laughs) Okay, guys, we only have two left, and they are, in fact, the most important two. Had I not adopted these two habits, I'm not sure I could have kept up with the three that we've already gone over. So ears on 100, get ready, number four and five are probably the most important. So number four, I stopped trauma bonding. And for anybody who doesn't know what trauma bonding is, it's basically when you meet somebody and within the first few interactions you have, you immediately just start to sort of problem dump, right? You tell them all about your life. You tell them your life story. You tell them about what antidepressants you take. You tell them about the trauma you've been through. I mean, does any of this sound healthy? When you say it out loud, like, it sounds really absurd. But the issue is we don't say it out loud. We just kind of do it. And I'm not saying you can't form a bond with somebody that you just met who has the same mental illness as you. I'm not saying that. One of my closest friends and I both struggle with OCD and we're able to kind of help each other through it because we get it. I'm not saying that you can't have friends who also struggle with mental health. I'm saying that that shouldn't be the basis of your friendship. That shouldn't be your square one. A good friendship, a healthy friendship, is built on things like shared interests, you know, hobbies, dreams, shared vibes, similar vibrations, people that are magnetic, people that feel good to you, people that feel like sunshine. That's what you should be seeking. Not just trying to latch onto another damaged, broken soul that's, you know, kind of floating aimlessly. Because I was so guilty of that. In the past, the first thing I feel like I ask people is, what's your life story? Tell me what you've been through. But now I'm learning. Those conversations, they don't need to happen at the beginning of a friendship. They can happen more organically. You know, once you've actually established a relationship with a person and gotten to know each other, then you can share things like past situations. But it shouldn't be the basis. And the problem that I had because of all of this trauma bonding was I was starting to be surrounded by people that I didn't share interest with or goals. 
people that I didn't really have much in common with, and that were on very different paths than me. And so I really had to stop and reframe, what does a friendship mean to me? What does the beginning of a friendship look like to me? Number five, my final point, and in my opinion, the most important thing on this list, I made a vow to stop labeling myself in my head and out loud as my mental illness. I made a point, no more saying, I am OCD. It's I have OCD. I struggle with obsessive compulsive disorder. Not that I am obsessive compulsive disorder. Do you know what I mean? Because when we say things like, I'm depressed, I'm OCD, I'm bipolar, we are literally labeling ourselves as a mental illness that we didn't choose, right? Nobody wants to battle mental illness. We just do. It's how our brains are wired. So why would we want to identify ourselves as our mental illness? Why would we want to lump ourselves in there with something that's draining and taxing and unfortunate? Because as cliche as it sounds, we are not our mental illnesses. We may struggle with them. They may be a part of us, but they don't define us. All sorts of things define you. The things you love, the way you see the world. But your mental illness isn't how you're defined. I promise. And when we label ourselves as something we hate, what do we think that does to our self-esteem? I mean, I don't want to say hate because that's such a strong word, but something we are adverse with, you know... For me, my obsessive compulsive disorder, it's not something I love. It's something I struggle with. So why would I want to sit here and lump myself in with it? That's not me. I'm me. And that's something I struggle with. If we associate ourselves with things that we see as a burden and inconvenient and annoying, again, how are we going to see ourselves if we're just lumping mental illnesses in with the core of who we are. So if you're someone who does battle with mental illness, I challenge you to take I am blank insert mental illness out of your vocabulary. No more I am depressed. No more I'm schizophrenic. No more I'm OCD. Instead, I struggle with schizophrenia. I battle anxiety, I battle depression because these hard things, these difficult things, they're not who we are, they're not our makeup. They're things we're battling. They're things we're struggling with and working through. That's all they are. The best thing in the world you can do is disassociate yourself from your mental illness. Your mental illness is your mental illness and you are you. You are not one. It's definitely important to embrace your mental illness as it is a part of you. It definitely helped me to embrace mine on my journey to getting help. But it helps a lot too to not let it become your identity. Because a lot of us let that happen from time to time. We get so caught up in the narrative of being in this battle, in this war with our own mental health that we just let it consume us. You guys, this is 
already going over the time limit I had set for myself. I figured this was inevitable as it's my first podcast ever. So thank you so much for bearing with me as we did this thing together. It means so much to have you guys here listening with me. Um, I hope there were some good takeaways. If there were, shoot me a message. Tell me what resonated with you. Tell me what stuck with you after this was over. It's been absolutely amazing testing the waters, doing this trial run with you guys, and I can't wait to see you again. This has been Allison Toth on Wishing You Wellness.